Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm Al Heated Gore because I'm heated. Wow. It's Friday too. <laughs> Calming down. Been a heck of a week. Lance Cool Psycho. That's what they call him, Lance Cool Cat Psycho. And if you listen to last week's episode, which is a special edition, you'll know that Al's the real host. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You got a laugh out of that one. Um, Al's about the only one. Yeah. Al's a much better comedian on stage than I am. That's for sure. I feel like I'm just... Na- like he's natural natural oh, at it oh yeah he's natural natural at it yeah natural can't, guy can't can't force Al naturally heated and funny gore there we go there we go um before we get into it i want to tell you that uh, old leapskin buddy contacted me yes he did he called me first oh good shout out um I don't he, there's gonna be a name coming i put him on the spot ladies and gentlemen uh, come on i'm sorry al Started with a J. Uh, it, it was Jared. Yes. Yep. It was Jared. Yes. And <clears throat> he just was inquiring. He's going to dip back into Revit. Uh, wanted to get the Revit rocket ship course at RevitRocketShip.com. Uh, jumped into it and then he emailed me. This is awesome. Two explanation points. Just started the first videos <laughs> and really liked the logic and the approach. Two, Everything is really clear. Two exclamation points. You got to, I mean, if that's how you feel, you got to say it. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. like, you got to let them know in the emails. Yeah. So um, if, if you're thinking about learning Revit, this comes from a guy that's, uh, I don't know. He's had some experience, right? But, but to, to really sink your teeth into it rather than just a piecemeal approach, you touch some things, you listen to some YouTubes, right? Um, to, to really kind of systematically uh, fill out your tree, design your tree so that you can add on to it. Go to RevitRocketShip.com, take a look at it. Money back guarantee if you don't like it. So go ahead, try it out. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. It's going to pay itself off in the end. Go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing you need to check out is PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. If you haven't went there, please go check it out. Uh, it is fantastic. That website, everything they're doing is amazing over at Pella Luxury, and you've never experienced a brand like this before. Check out this swag again. I freaking love my new Pella Luxury of Division uh, polo, shirt, jacket, whatever you want to call it. It is so comfortable. I slept in it last night. Uh, I'm not joking. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash The Firm today. The other thing you need to check out is Arcat.com. Bitcoin. Bitcoin's at 60000 I I saw that. Okay. Isn't Sorry, sixty thousand broke sixty today. I'm gonna see. Just, just wait right now. Yeah. So Bitcoin is on fire right now. Al Gore is very happy about it. I'm happy for him because he's got diamond hands. They're so rough. They cut people. I don't even know how he. 
does anything with these hands made of diamond. I would I break multiple things. It's insanity. BIM like, can be important for your next project, but it's not the only thing you need for your next project. That's why it's important that 95% of manufacturers who offer free BIM files on RCAT also offer another type of data your project needs. That means 95% of the project products with BIM also have CAD files, are in specification, and in a patented using the patented spec wizard and or have project information that can help you make the right selection. So stop going to a site with just BIM. That's silly. Instead, go to arcat.com to get everything you need for your next project for free and without registering. That's arcat.com. A-R-C-A-T.com. Al Gore. Here we go. Um, first, just a recap. That special episode last week was our presentation at the School of Architecture at NDSU. North Dakota State. Because we're up there for the Horizon Award, which yeah, yeah. was awesome. I thought it was absolutely awesome. Uh, truly blessed, truly honored. Uh, thank you, Justin Miedema, for uh, putting in the package for it, uh, the submission for it. Uh, everybody else who helped us get there, yeah, I couldn't couldn't say thank you enough. At some point, I think we're gonna have access to like the YouTube video of it, and maybe we'll splice that into a special episode or so, I, something like but that. But didn't it come out that they don't? They told us that they didn't. I don't. I don't remember that. Uh, Viet said they don't have video, which is too bad because I really like Mitama's part was great. Like because my parents were watching the kids, so they couldn't see it. Um, they saw a little snippet of me and you. They saw me and you, but but not Mitama. Okay. Um, so I don't think we're going to do it. I, I honestly think they have a video. They're not releasing it because there was a thousand people. With no masks. With no masks because it's North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> go team, go. So, yeah, I, I was like, ah, though, maybe I 100. thought that's exactly probably why. Yeah. Too. Political reasons. And they probably talked about it like, Which nah. is fair. I get it. People don't like backlash. You know, I, I don't expect everybody to stand up and be free. Yeah. Except for you, Joe Rogan. Thank you very much this last week. Appreciate that. Did you see the Sanjay Gupta? Exactly. No, but did you watch the whole episode? No, I only watch. Well, here's what I do. I don't listen to Joe besides until he until he agrees with my politics, which is never going to happen because he's a different uh, person. He did this time, and then <laughs> <laughs> for two for two minutes and twenty seconds, he agrees with my politics because he just said the media sucks, basically. Yeah. Anyways, if, if you don't if you don't have an episode to listen to, listen to that one. Um, just because like he, him and Sanjay had a good time. Um, and yeah, Joe's Joe's not where you are politically, but um, yeah. I mean, he didn't back down. He said he said like, don't you think it's a Huge issue that if you lie about a stupid comedian taking a horse dewormer, what, what else are you lying about? Yeah. Like, Syria. why Why are you doing that? Russia. Why? It's easy. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Turn exactly. off the news. Turn off the news. Turn on Inside the Firm. Hey. There you go. That's all I have for, the, I mean, the recap. Ah. And now I see how to get to yes. We already talked about this. Oh, good. We can take it off. Good. Yeah. But this was basically the face-to-face -face request. A face-to-face -face request is 34 more times more successful than an email. So, um, hey, Lance, mm. can I run over to your house this afternoon and get that table? I don't think it's there. It's not here. <laughs> it's not here. <laughs> I don't know where it is. It has to be at your house. I don't know what I did with it. Did you take it on some sort of fishing thing and leave no. it? No. No. I don't know. Event? Your wife had an event? <gasps> it might be downstairs. Let me look when I go home for lunch. Perfect. Okay. Sorry. Thanks. You're inside the firm. And then will you bring it back here? Yeah. He just said yes. I think it is downside. Down, down. In our, I think it is in our basement. If I would have sure. emailed you, 
when it worked. That's true. There you go. See how it works, everybody? Yep. Know yeah. what? Hey. So so uh, they say it's 34 times more likely. because What that means is like if you send out 200 emails for like, let's say you want 10 bucks to help your kid Boy Scout or Girl Scout. Yeah. That's another tangent if you want me to go on. Um, You'll get the same amount of money if you just went and asked six people. Yeah. Right? And one of it is because it's harder for face-to-face. -face, but then also I wonder too if like you get over those difficulties like in in four seconds rather than in like eight emails. Like, oh, sorry, I, I don't have any cash. Like, hey, okay, can I come over on Tuesday? Will you be there on Tuesday? Yeah, okay, I'll put a calendar invite and, and you'll have a check or cash then. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Get that $10 from you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, this is the Lance show then from here on out. Uh, so if you are watching on YouTube, I just hit rec uh, record on my on my computer. Mm -hmm. And I've got some, uh, I've got a, a post pulled up. It's off of LinkedIn. Uh, Lucas Gray, a, I think he maybe still listens to this show, another architect, shared a post and, it, and it's titled, Why Hire an Architect? And so I want to go through a few of the things for with Al here and get his reaction. So the first slide you'll see on your screen here is it says it is attempting it is tempting to cut costs by not proceeding with an architect. However, while you may save money in the short term, you are putting yourself or your organization at a serious disadvantage over time. Uh, so you know that's kind of what they what they're saying here, and so. They go on to say, when looking at long terms of cost of building, you should expect uh, to spend one percent of the value each year. That that one percent can be can be quickly returned in energy efficiency, maintenance, and overall good design. They got a chart viewing the costs in the life cycle of a building here. Uh, Eighty percent of the life cost is utilization. Then fifteen percent is construction going into it. Three percent demolition, and two percent is the planning. Do you think architects save money in the long run? If you hire them versus not Al Gore. Uh, yes. If they do their job, if they do their job, if they do their job and, and there's levels to doing your job from efficient layout to getting the spaces correctly to, um, I, I I'm reviewing trust drawings and you know, like everything works with the trust drawings, but in a couple areas, I don't like the the spacing. Like we could fit some duct work through, but like we're going to have to only use one type of duct work and mm -hmm. that duct work's more expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm talking to the engineer, can we space these out using a couple different methods, either doubling them up? Uh, and that gives us more flexibility in construction. More flexibility in construction is going to save costs because there's more options. More flexibility in construction. Holy cow, that is a great point. Honestly, just just dimensional tolerances. Providing some kind of level of dimensional tolerances, tolerances, so maybe the mechanical, electrical, plumbers, plus the carpenters can all live in much more harmony because there's room to maneuver right. in the plenum or in the crawl space. And my thought process is, hey, you still might use that three-inch mm -hmm. uh, ductwork that's, you know, whatever, but more flexibility allows more options, which I'm just going to finish up, which leads to more competition. More competition leads to the more opportunity for price decreasing. I love it. So yeah, so then they go on to say architects can save you money, oh, right? Oh, look at that. A good architect will help you get the same benefit out of a 10% smaller area by designing it for space efficiency. Dude, this is what the guys were talking about. Like yeah. this needs to be a slide like and 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 quoted like from this research. Like this the guys, is, this the is guy, such a selling point. Like what, what Al is talking about is we had uh, a <clears throat> 
as you know, as many of you know, we had a uh, corporate retreat. Uh, part of the act, one of the action items from the corporate retreat over the summer was a forming a sustainability committee, and then uh, they gave us a pre presentation on the progress so far. So, so homework for Lance. Homework <coughs> is in between now and the next meeting. It's like this slide, and I can see the next slide coming up. Yeah. Like, these we should literally take these and then put a quote and be like, okay, an architect can save you ten uh, percent. Yep. Of, of construction, right? And this means all this stuff. And then go into our process of, of how we would do that. And then it's, man, like if, if someone gets to this whole thing, like I feel like it should be an easier sell for them to do. Yes. All this. Yep. Uh, yeah. So um, <clears throat> savings, 10% on construction, 10% on taxes. Everybody loves to save money on taxes because the government just blows it. And 10% on upkeep and operations. I'm I'm with you, especially on the construction of the two foot increments, like Alex was talking about the the ability to design with flexibility and spaces so that people can do their jobs without um, having to move something during construction, and then they got to do an upcharge for it. Maybe we need to do a video on this, doing the presentation about sustainability, so that if someone's interested, we can send them that and say, "Hey, watch this." Yeah, I like it. Uh, two seconds. A good architect will make your building more energy efficient and reduce the maintenance on your structure savings, 10 to 20% or more on annual operation costs. I would agree with that, especially when it comes to um, selecting materials you're not going to have to repaint in 10 years, you know, stuff like that. Uh, better insulation details, and I actually have an ARE question based on a field observation hmm. of hmm. poor insulation and what it's going to maybe cost um, the owner in the end. Uh, cost of an architect. Oh, they spelled architects wrong. Architects' yeah. fees will vary depending on the location and complexity of the project and level of the service expected from the architect. Some architects will charge you on the basis of a total project cost, others on a fixed price lump sum or on a time charge basis, right? Quote, an architect's fee is not the simple exchange of dollars for product. Yeah. I know this is this is exactly why like, I wanted it, you to it, react. Sorry, I'm an obviously an architect. Is he? We don't know yet. <laughs> could be. I could be a hologram. Um, <laughs> but that's where we're gonna get the new bodies from. Yeah, yeah, Elon yeah, Musk. Elon Musk. Uh, that's something that's said, and you're like, yeah, but that's not how the world sees it. So here's what they continue to say. I'm with you, Al. But here's what they continue to say. Just keep reacting. It isn't quote instead. It is instead a partnership of ideas, expertise, and effort to create an ideal design that will be functional, beautiful, and efficient for many decades to come. Okay, stop. Stop, <clears throat> pause. Um, an iPhone fee is not a simple exchange of dollars or products. Instead, it is a partnership of ideas, expertise, mm. and efforts in the design to create this to be functional, beautiful, and efficient for the many years to come. Like... You can, it's all, it's like, it's a statement. It was a bunch of words that mean not a lot. Um, that, uh, who's the Dilbert guy? Do you follow him on? Scott Adams. Yeah. The more and more I hear him, the more I'm like, you're saying a lot without saying anything. You're twisting words to seem like it's smart. I'm sorry. Freaking Scott Adams. He got the 2016 election right. And after that, I, we should have just all shut him off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're saying stuff that the way you phrase it makes it seem like it's insightful, but you aren't saying anything. Yeah. Much to do about nothing. Yeah. Um, but he really thinks that he's super, super smart. He is intelligent, but like, oh man, 
I don't know. He just That's what I'm saying. We should have shut him off. Yeah. Instead of how much an architect will cost you, think of how much an architect will save you. Well, you, so that's kind of, that's the end of it. I mean, that's the end of the little post here. And so... I still love it. I still like it too. And I think there's some value to take from it. I think here's, here's, the, here's the reason why I want to bring it up is like, Alex shot a hole in part of the argument here. And, he, and, you, and you need to steal man yourself as an architect. And the only way you're going to do that is if you need to prove it. You need to prove somehow visually to people how you are actually potentially saving them, like on this slide here again, uh, 10% on construction, 10% on taxes, upkeep, all of these things. You can't just say it. And if you do just say it and sell somebody on it, fair enough. You, maybe you just prove Lance wrong. But sure. I'm telling you, you have a better shot of, 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 of them buying off on what you're saying. If you somehow have some visual cues to this, some real data, something digestible. I think the only reason I would steel man this and think about this more deeply is because there's two different ways of convincing, right? There's the emotional and there's the woo-woo, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the woo-woo and the emotional is going to be solved by the images because they like your architecture and they like your personality, mm -hmm. right? So that's where you can talk about all that and design and all that stuff. And then there's going to be the factual, which is going to be the numbers. And what they did is after the numbers, then they tried to say, they tried to say, oh, but the numbers don't really matter because it's more than just the numbers or money. So it's like, then you went back to a woo-woo mm. to justify your, after you just justified your numbers, like it's like discrediting yourself. You yes. just discredited yourself. You just, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So, so if you separate them, and if you would have said, hey, the design, the creativity, all this stuff is more than just the numbers. Okay, gotcha. That's worth X. Mm -hmm. Now, savings, construction knowledge, all that, that's worth a different pile of X to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving ahead. Uh, I want to talk about, so today's episode is, is titled, Why You Should Ignore the Haters. And I want to share with you a little uh, exploration I did last week while, uh, I believe it was actually while me and Al we're even up in um, North, North Dakota. Dakota because we work on the road. Uh, so <clears throat> we have a custom house. It's actually called Red Hill Road. And uh, if you go to the website and you go to the portfolio page, it's at the top of the list. And uh, this owner is one of the owners that is potentially wanting us to build it. So I was putting together a bunch of quotes um, and starting to identify subcontractors and stuff. It's a mountain uh, property, so different set of people will be potentially working with. But I found... In looking for other people, I was on the consumer side of things again, and I was seeing what people were saying about other companies. Oh, nice. So I was screening myself through that, knowing that we are we are usually the opposite of that, right? We're the outward business, and we get reviews, and sometimes they're crap reviews, right? And there's an industry standard right now that is recommended. It's also recommended by you know tech giants. And I'm very skeptical of tech giants, especially after you've seen kind of the censorship and all the other stuff about like, is your, you know, they're out there for their best interest. I'm not really sure it's in for your best interest. Sure. So one of the, right. So one of the things they try to do is they say like, if you get a bad review, you need to respond to it. And Alex and I have been debating about that. Like, should we respond to bad reviews? And I'm now I'm convinced. Nope. You don't do it. Here's why. Okay. So I found uh, a, a potential subcontractor up in um, 
up in uh, the mountains of Colorado for this house. And I was looking through their reviews. <clears throat> and here's a perfect example. So here's what this guy writes, okay? And this is all public, so I'm not going to name the company. Yeah, don't, but, and don't name names. Oh, you already saw it. Uh, I'm not recording. Okay. Okay. I won't name names, but it's public. So this guy writes, didn't bring the parts required, ended up reusing what was meant to be trash. Instead of returning to his shop and supplying the job as requested, job seemed rushed. Lazy craftsmanship. And uh, then, then, here, here's, here's, here's the point, right? Then you can tell that this review was revised because he goes, in response to the owner, <laughs> your description is not what happened. During this during the scheduling call, I explained to have the parts, but perhaps required several shop supplies. I had the condensate trap piping pipe uh, piping piping adapters and neutralizer. The shop supplies needed were simple: piping, elbows, glue. The serviceman acknowledged he had the elbows, but would have to drive to get them. He decided that the drive was too inconvenient and reused the trash piping instead. My trap was used. Moreover, glue was dripped on the tile below. No drop cloth was used. The piping would look better if it didn't terminate at an angle, but rather vertically down to the drain like it was originally. Finally, it took them 30 minutes. Sure, maybe the extra 28 was spent packing in and out of the driveway and collecting my signature. In the end, it works, but certainly could be better. If it starts leaking, I'll be sure to call you back. Two stars. Okay. Seems seems concerning. Seems concerning. But remember, he wrote, in response to the owner, your description right. is not what happened. The okay. owner took the bait and replied, Immediately before the guy revised his original uh, review. Hi, Charles. Thanks for taking the time to leave a review. You're, uh, you, you called our office and scheduled uh, us to come. Uh, as to, quote, customer concerns. Leak underneath diagnosed through someone else. He got the parts and believes there are issues. Can provide results of some tests he has had done and show you, end quote. Our technician arrived and installed the conden condensate neutralizer you provided. The part... That was reused was the condensate trap that is part of your furnace. This part is not replaced typically, and we do not stock parts for furnaces that are not readily available at altitude. Your furnace is rated for 4,500 feet, and no one in the mountains sells furnaces meant for use at altitudes below Denver. There were two technicians that were on the job and worked for 58 minutes. Typically, we would diagnose an issue and then provide an appropriate parts. <clears throat> But in this case, you diagnosed it yourself and provided parts. The reused part did not need to be replaced and cost around $65 shipped in. I truly wish we could stock every single part on a truck, but it's simply not possible because it would take bringing an entire warehouse to each job. I have pictures of the job, which I have linked in this review. The craftsmanship was not lazy, and I'm sorry you feel that way. I am very accessible to discuss any issues you have with the service call. I wish you the very best and do apologize that you were not happy with the service provided. Recap again. The original complainer then revised their original review. Don't tangle yourself with the haters because you're just going to get into an, a shouting match and arguing. Like It's not worth it to acknowledge their existence. So, okay. I understand that they revised it and all that. And and I, I think I think you can literally take both approaches because the approach you're saying is the Joe Rogan approach. Like he just, I mean, how could, there's probably millions of people yelling at him. How could you respond? You know what I mean? Yes. Right? Um, and then two, these arguments like, man, I remember this was before the woke culture and all that. I guess it was just starting, like just getting in debates with with friends. And it was like, 
holy cow, this is paragraph after paragraph and people are just talking past each other yes. and, and it's crazy. The only thing I would say though, so, so I think that's acceptable, but the first review, let's just say it was only the first paragraph. Didn't bring parts required, ended up reusing parts meant to be trash instead of return, returning to his shop and supplying the job as requested. Seemed rush, lazy craftsmanship. Let's say that's all he had. Then the owner and then the revision. And then I don't think the owner should reply after this. What I'm saying is that is like, if it was just that first paragraph, without the owner's response, like the owner's response makes total sense. I'd be like, oh yeah. Like, by the way, I reach out to these guys. Yeah. After reading through the lines. Yeah. Well, exactly. Oh, he makes complete sense. Oh, he revised it and 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 still like added on and piled on. Mm-hmm. Still seems like I buy the owner's response. Yeah, seems like it makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that <clears throat> I see. I necessarily wouldn't have of bought the owner without his response, even though the guy edited it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just know what you're. Just know, know what game what you're into. Exactly. Understand the game. Yep. This is a game for some people. They don't understand what uh, they don't have any respect for entrepreneurs. They don't have any respect for business owners. They don't have any respect for anybody but themselves. In that, uh, an uh, an entrepreneur, business owner, that person's ass is on the line from day one. Their ass is on the line from the day from the last day, and they're the they're the people responsible for making sure everything is operating so that people can can feed themselves. Piss off with your bad reviews. Or 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 just ignore them, but like know the game that you're that you're dealing with r- regarding that. Like you can get yourself in more tanglement, or you could just ignore it. It's up to you. Right, right. Um, yeah, and, and and this is what you mean, like between reading between the lines, is that I think there's something. Let's just say to a restaurant, twenty people say the service is crap. They take too long. Maybe it's because they can't find enough people. Okay, I understand. Yeah. That. Or maybe it's just like it's it's run poorly and it's a whole bunch. Sure. There are also what what I see is like people who don't know what they're talking about yeah. or even do know what they're talking about. Meaning like I know what I'm talking about and I could criticize another architect's drawings all I want. But <clears throat> if I did do that, like then know the personality of me is like, "Oh, I don't I don't have the ability to have perspective." And I don't think some people have the ability to have they perspective. Don't. And that's some of the reviews I think you'll get are from that. It's like, and, and no, so, so funny. Got, so you got to make a judgment call. You have to make a judgment call yeah. here. Here's the thing because they don't have the ability to have perspective. They literally will not see if you make that point. Bingo. So you're never going to get through to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's just talk past each other paragraphs. Nobody got anywhere. Yeah, I know somebody who's going to take us somewhere and he's going to take us on a little magical journey he has lots of perspective mm-hmm. this is Nick with Nick Reads hello best friends I hope you all had a great week this week a reading from the field gentlemen you are the top 1% of all naval aviators the elite the best of the best will make you better Fly at least two combat missions a day, attend classes in between, and evaluations of your performance. Now, in each combat sequence, you're going to meet a different challenge. 
Every encounter is going to be much more difficult. We're going to teach you to fly the F-14 right to the edge of the envelope, faster than you've ever flown before, and more dangerous. Now, we don't make the policy here, gentlemen. Elected officials, civilians do that. We are the instruments of that policy. And although we are not at war, we must always act as though we are at war. Mike Metcalf, call sign Viper from Top Gun. Toodles. So, you know, there's a real Top Gun. Like it, it yes. exists. Absolutely, it's based on a, it's this loosely based on the, the the Top Gun Academy thing or whatever. Yep. So, Jocko Podcast, uh, he has his his one of his best friends is Good Deal Dave. Good Deal Dave is a Marine pilot that went to Top Gun. And Top Gun is a Navy thing, but Marines are in the Navy. Yeah. And I think the Air Force goes to Top Gun. Too. I don't know. Pilots probably all hang out with each other. Um, Jocko Podcast 135 with Dave Burke, who is Good Deal Dave. He talks about it. He talks about his experience at Top Gun. I think he either taught at Top Gun or helped run Top Gun afterwards. But, like, it is an intense. Known in military cycles as Top Gun. The formal name of the training program is the Navy Strike Fighter Tactics Instructor Program. Mm. Uh, acronym is SFTI. Physically located at the Naval Aviation Warfighting Development Center at Naval Air Station Fallon in Nevada. Top Gun is part of an operation featuring 12 departments. There you go. Did I tell you how they used to... Uh, well, <coughs> did you hear how Navy pilots and all, all Army pilots... I mean, not Army anymore, but Air Force pilots would mess with people? No. For UFO sightings? Did you not hear this? So what they say they do is like, you know, they're out in Nevada. They're out in California. They're out all over the place, right? And they'd see a camper because, you know, like they'd see a fire. And they're, they're guys and, and women who are young who like to mess with people. So they would come in, fly down real low, turn off their engines, coast in, and then get right above the camper, turn their plane vertical, and then turn on their engines and go poof. Straight up. Nice. <laughs> and all you see is two glowing lights and phew, you're like, what was that? Like, we used to do it all the time. Yeah. Like, that's a brilliant idea. I wish I was a pilot. I could do that. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Uh, very good. Nick, keep it up. If you are listening to this podcast and you are looking for a job on uh, your licensed architect, Nick is actually hiring. I think he's still hiring. And if he, if he isn't, he already found somebody. Congratulations. Um, but they're opening up a satellite office in Montana because he's getting some kick, kick butt work out there, kick ass work. So go take a look at his website. It's right on the website, Dig Architecture, um, D I G. Yep. If you're listening, look for a job. Go to Montana. There's lots of trout there. All right. Uh, let's bring down the crew for ARE Jeopardy. Bye-bye. All right. This is a question. <laughs> That is applicable. Okay. According to the IBC, each, so IBC, not IRC, each dwelling unit must have at least one room of how many square feet in that area? Do you understand this question? Yep. Is it A, 70 square feet, B, 120 square feet, C, 100 square feet, or D, 150 square feet? Mm hmm. Three, two, one, turn it. C. C. Ross. Oh, you're not in it. Okay. B. B. A. It is B, 120 square feet. 
kind of links to question number two. Uh-oh. Mark, I'm thinking about your unit in Denver where you live. And in IBC, an efficient dwelling unit shall have a living room of not less than how many square feet in floor area. What's weird is that the first question, they specifically, I looked up in the code, it was net area, and this is just floor area. So I don't know why they didn't say net in this one. Is it A, 120 square feet, B, 110 square feet, C, 100 square feet, or D, 220 square feet? All right. Ready? CC, everyone said C, which was 100, right? Makes sense. No, 220 square feet. I don't even think your whole apartment is 220 square feet. That's what it says. And it says for every occupant over two, you must add 100 more square feet mm. wow. to, to the living room. No, maybe 11. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, I closed my tabs. I didn't Jason it and keep open a million tabs. That's on me. That's on me. But it's in there. I can show you guys. My turn? Yep. Number three. What is the minimum clearance to be provided between ductwork, plumbing, or other building systems and at the top of a ceiling grid? What is the minimum clearance to be provided between ductwork, plumbing, or other building systems and at the top of the ceiling grid. So in other words, top of ceiling grid, what kind of space do you need to provide between the top of the ceiling grid once it's installed and the bottom of stuff? So you can install the ceiling, the tiles. One second. <laughs> a, a one inches, B two inches, C three inches, D six inches. A one inches, B two inches, C three inches, D six inches. What do we got? D, C, 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 C. Correct answer, C. Three inches. You are on a site visit. Uh, Number four, you are on a site visit to a tenant finish and you observe a piece of vinyl face fiberglass insulation falling down from the underside of a vaulted ceiling. Upon further inspection, you notice there is condensation on the underside of the roofing panels. What should you do? A, instruct the workers to put the insulation back up. B, put the insulation back up yourself. C, take a photo and inform the core and shell architect, contractor, and developer of the observation. D, come up with your own detail for the insulation, even though you are only the tenant finish architect. This should be an easy one. C. <laughs> C. We got C, 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 C. Correct answer, C. Take a photo, inform the other people. Uh, it is your problem, but it is not your problem at the same time. All right, how many W's do we have? Three, one, three, two. We have a tiebreaker. Who's coming in for the tiebreaker? To, to, Gresh is going to say it. The rules are. I don't think we. I don't think we did it up. last time because Bailey was like a two two week yep. winning streak. Oh. Is Bailey? Are, did you chance. get? Are you in the running for the four three weeks in a row? Holy cats! Here we go. And go by this one's whoever writes it down, the quickest. Yes. It's not oh, A through D. Yep. Eat the okay. mic. All right, tiebreaker. Educational facilities for junior colleges, universities, and continuing education for classes above 12th grade are classified as what occupancy? Is it Do you want me to repeat? A, I, U, no. B, C, D, F. S. Wait, wait, they get another turn. Who, who else is in the running? You have to write down the letter. F. 
S, no. 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 I swear we already did this question. I know. I thought we did too. <laughs> That's okay. It's kind of a tough one because it's hard. I get that. I get the trickery here. It's a tricky one. Yeah. Yep. Holy cow. Just write letters down, right? Yeah. We all know these occupancies. F, no. F, no. No. Come on. You guys know? You're yeah. running out of options. No. <laughs> You've almost went through all of the letters. <laughs> so just, just There's like three letter. remaining. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Even if it's one that you don't think it is. Good Lord. There yes. you go. B, B business. B. <laughs> business. I swear we yes. already did this one. Yep. That that's one too because if you think about if it's under 50 in a lot of applications too it's B. So um that's it. That's all we have. Check out Revit Rocket Ship Lance. Uh if you're watching on YouTube make sure you hit that like button, smash the subscribe or whatever you got to do there. Leave us a five-star review in the iTunes. We will see you next week.